Good Hello. evening, Matt Awkward. Hi. Uh, hey. Um, Thanks and for introducing me to a new movie I liked a lot. Yeah. Um, yes. Yes. This is, uh, this is a movie. I'm fascinated by this. This is a revelation <laughs> that we got before we started. I would also like to say hello to our listeners. Yes, hi. Uh, hi. Hello, hello to hi. all of you. Thank you for hi. listening. You over there. Hi. Uh, yeah. And, uh, but the revelation is that Matt loved this movie. I thought he was going to fucking hate this. Why? This is an enti- almost entirely bloodless movie. There's a teaspoon of blood that comes out of the it pornographer's mouth. It makes up for it with boobs. Uh, you see, it's funny <laughs> that you say that because I found the boobs to be in such a way that was like so like anti-sexy. I liked it because they didn't overstay their welcome. <laughs> they sure didn't. <laughs> uh, it was, it, it's it's almost like this. It's almost like the director felt like this movie's gonna fall apart if I don't just pepper some boobs in here <laughs> oh, for a second. <laughs> absolutely, it is. It is. It is very smart the way that the boobs show up every fifteen minutes. Yeah, exactly. Like clockwork. Yep. Um, and I don't mind the blood. I think it works. Like I don't think it's it's every kill is the same. Every sure, kill is done by is, an axe. It is an axe. And it's so like what do you what do you what are you gonna keep watching an axe? I mean, I was hoping some some decapitation. Somebody loses we, a hand. But we get that, and we get an that awesome, was a good. I mean, we get a great decapitation. That at the was end. good. And it's like, how cool would that be if you just saw it already happen three times? No, that's like, true. No, yeah. it, it definitely helps. That's why that's the genius huh. of this movie. It it it, it bides its time well. <laughs> Interesting. That's really fascinating because it's such a slow burn movie too. Yeah. Plot wise, like nothing happens for quite some time. Oh, by the way, we're talking about Rush Week. We're talking about a movie called <laughs> Rush Week, which from I, 1989. I'd never heard of this before you suggested it. Yeah, this is. Uh, and I'm looking at it. It's just on Columbia Video. Like it's looks like a like yeah. I would see this at a video store growing I up. I mean, I've never um, seen this box I anywhere. Believe Vinegar Syndrome just released. Okay, this. of course I did. So I mean, <laughs> of course they did. There's there's more than three sets of breasts exposed in this movie, so of course they released it. Um, but uh, no, I'm just kind of surprised that like growing up, being such a voracious horror renter, this yeah. movie's just fallen through the cracks. And uh, I've somehow, never heard of it. I never saw it anywhere. I didn't know about this movie until if later. If I picked up this movie and saw like it took place at a fraternity and there's a killer of the giant battle axe I'd, i would have rented that in a freaking heartbeat i've it, never heard of this no it's true <laughs> i mean it's its biggest sin is obviously the massive homophobia in the movie that is the one thing that like if you could just edit this movie down it's got a bunch of really gross moments that are really sad that like bring the room down where yeah. you're like here's a dumb movie and then we had to go Fuck this up with some like really yeah. horrible shit. Yeah, I mean, it's it, unfortunate. It's you the, could even cut that scene out and not. It, there's, there's. It wouldn't affect it that much. If there's you lost a few it. of them, but yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's it's weird. The, uh, okay, and the but, other, I mean that was the time. Like, of people course, people told dumb gay jokes. And it's in, absolutely true during this time. Yeah, period. it's yep. horrible, but as it is true. Uh, but I, it's weird. I mean, I've watched you know of you know Revenge of the Nerds in my adulthood, like after being a kid and all of those kinds of movies. Yeah. I've seen them again. Yeah, and I don't remember feeling as kind of offended as I was by the stuff in this in this movie. It felt kind of yeah, worse you're to not me. Offended by the little oh, I mean, of nerds, course, nerds no, no, no. I, I wasn't. I wasn't talking about the <laughs> rapiness. I was talking about the homophobia. Okay, yeah. Um, but yeah, obviously the the rape stuff is horrifying in that <laughs> yes. in that movie. Uh, that that could never. I mean, it's weird. I would certainly never go back to defend that scene. Yeah. But I mean, it's it is weird how nobody noticed it until now. You know yeah. what I mean? Like until the last ten years, everyone like was when like, you were making that movie. It's like guys, um, 
<laughs> it's almost as though there was a suspension of disbelief for those movies where it's like literally yep. none of this makes sense. This is a giant pile of garbage. Why are you even analyzing any of the character motivations? <laughs> and the answer is because fucking people watched it and it <laughs> kind of developed people's uh, versions of reality over mm-hmm. time, which is kind of a bummer. But anyway, we shall we shall move around all of that and uh, continuing with our theme of uh, horror movies without horror titles rush week rush week weird not uh, death comes to not, campus or uh or fright night i mean well i guess there already was a fright night but this movie has a fright night murder dean murder dean well, that's a spoiler that would be the best if it like, literally was called <laughs> and then it's like, it was called killer dean and then the whole thing was just a murder mystery who the fuck could it possibly be god we're so hey it's the dean wow what a shocker <laughs> Um, and this movie also, um, it has several things that don't make any sense to me as well. Yeah. Yeah. Like, the Dean being the killer, but, like, his daughter got killed? Like, oh, was he the daughter killer, too? I believe, or he, okay. Or he says at the end, like, I mean, we're jumping 90 minutes here, where he's just like, I'm purifying you for the, the dirty pictures. It's like, she never participated in you're the dirty the pictures. Dirty, you're yeah. the dirty <laughs> picture guy. You're the one that needs purifying. What does that yeah. mean? What is I going mean, on? I get that you're a crazy psycho axe murderer, but what are, you even, t- <laughs> what are you even talking about? Um, and also, the Dean from uh, Community would have been great in this movie. Uh, but I don't know. I'll take your word. <laughs> Perfect. I don't, you know I don't watch shows. You don't watch shows. Uh, okay, so uh, the credit sequence is just this little tour of the campus, ending with a flyer for BDB. They're back. They're back, They're baby. back baby. We've been we've been kicked off campus. Who's dope and bimbos? But okay, but <laughs> that's what it means in Latin. So this so this fraternity is like on suspension. They're on double secret probation. They're, double, they're on double secret probation <laughs> because of all of the, the hijinks that they've they're been up animals. to. They're animals. No, they're fucking sociopaths. <laughs> there is a clear distinction between like, oh, look at Animal House. They did some crazy stuff. They put some fucking popcorn inside my car or whatever. <laughs> we, we just tricked a prostitute into sleeping with a dead body. <laughs> we fed human remains to someone we disliked slightly. We made oh, B-D-B. him eat human remains. You silly gooses. Not even cooked human remains. Like, there, he's probably going to get a fucking brain parasite from that, too. <laughs> this is, I mean, I guess we're skipping ahead here, but that is a fucking thing that happens in this, like, light-hearted, funny movie. They feed human remains to the other guy who's like, oh, well, I'm going to get you back for that. I'll <laughs> mess up your room. <laughs> Told you I'd get you. <laughs> also, these people are monsters. They are legitimate monsters. Like, these are the people that have ruined the world, <laughs> and of yeah. course. This is like Skull and Bone Society, horrible fucking people. And they are portrayed as the heroes of this movie. Straight up, these guys do the worst things in the world and are absolutely portrayed as the heroes. Yeah, but then they save the day by cutting off a head. I guess it's okay (laughs) that he's like... The fact that he has a love story with our main character is... 
so preposterous. So weird, too. <laughs> it's like, uh, oh, I was so charmed by the way you dehumanized that prostitute. Yeah, right? Oh, and the way that you hate women. Oh, my God. It's so nice. I think oh, I love you. I think it's time to go. <laughs> yeah. I can't wait to call me tomorrow. <laughs> I mean, she did kind of get back to him, at him by being like, oh, we're making out? Cool. Let me talk about your fucking murdered girlfriend. Uh, yeah. Slam. Well, that is kind of a mood killer. Is it, though? Yeah. <laughs> Depends on who you are. Given what I know about okay, these guys what, what's a, what's so a, far. What's a mood killer when you're making out and you're like, hey, can we talk about your ex? A double, triple mood killer is like, hey, can we talk about your ex that got killed? Um, again, <laughs> this is a fraternity that stole a corpse, cut its finger off, and fed it to somebody. And then tricked a prostitute into having sex with a corpse. <laughs> Come on, man. This, Those are some funny oops and <laughs> If you think that that's like a big move, I don't know. I I disagree. Oh, BDB. Sorry, that fan turned on. I apologize for killing the flow of the podcast. It's all downhill. Our from fans here. are ravenous. They're, they're gonna be so mad. They're gonna <laughs> sense it. Okay, so um, our the camera takes us inside the science building. And then right back out into a frat party. So we know that there's something going on in the science building. Kind of kind of a ham-fisted way to tell us that something's up in yeah. the science building, but I whatever. I didn't even get that from it. it yeah. Like, okay. Well, okay, the there's a building, and yeah. now we're not there anymore <laughs> for no fucking reason. I mean, sure, there's no way to understand what the hell that ties into. Yeah. Um, okay, so um, there's a really fake-looking band at the beginning of this movie. <laughs> like, maybe the fakest looking band. Like, when you see a bunch of the frat guys. The pool party's pretty fake, too. <laughs> Man, <laughs> impressive. Um, but everybody's getting drunk, and this is that fucking 80s trope where, like, if you're partying hard, you know you're spilling beer, bro. Yeah. Oh, I mean, you can't be partying hard unless you pour all of your alcohol into a giant thing and then pour it all over the floor. <laughs> That's how you party for some fucking reason. And we get our first boobs. We get our first boobs. <laughs> for, I mean, for like a minute into the movie. And that's the other thing, though. It is weird, though, how the boobs show up and then they're like, it's two seconds. Yeah. Like two seconds. It's um, just like boob sprinkles through the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> the movie should have been called Titty Sprinkles. Yeah. and it would, <laughs> would Murder Dean and the Boob Sprinkles. <laughs> uh, Murder Dean and the Boob Patrol. <laughs> uh, okay, so we cut to our protagonist, Tony Daniels, not C-3PO Tony Daniels, but a different <laughs> Tony Daniels, and her friend walking at night through the fog. She's complaining about her job as a college reporter. Um, she said... So, so this is her first. This is her first semester yeah. on the college paper, and she's like, eh, "I'm not getting any of the big stories. Where's my G20 well, she, summit? Where's all this?" Well, that's what I'm saying. She's like, "I just moved here. How the hell am I supposed to find stories? I'm like, what? <laughs> Why are? She, Why would that matter? You find stories where you live. That's what right. Just do does. it. Yeah. And she's like, "They want to. They want me to cover Rush Week." And it's like, yeah, it's your first week here. Yeah. Just fucking do the story. What? I mean, and also cover rush week she goes in depth in interviewing people why do you need to interview people about rush that, week that's what i'm saying what what is there to even cover <laughs> nothing talk to three random people get a quote where they said yeah rush week sucks uh, yeah, a bunch of losers dumb. do dumb shit like eat fingers yep <laughs> <laughs> We're running out of corpses because the frats keep eating them. <laughs> By the way, I think we have a cannibal frat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. So they pass by the BDB house. Which and stands for binging on dead bodies. <laughs> it sure does. Uh, she's heard that they're real party animals. Yep. 
Um, She's like, ah, not really. My boyfriend's one of them. Yeah, Parker's a BDB. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Um, so she's like, okay, I'm not going to this fucking party. I would rather walk through the woods at night in this strange campus. I was also kind of befuddled party. by that. She was just told that they're not as bad as they sound. My boyfriend's one. Let's split up. Let's split up what? and I'll walk home. <laughs> I mean, it, sure, but I mean, she's smart enough to know that a frat party sucks. Yeah. I mean, that's that's an obvious thing. Um, Even though they sever the bonds of convention or... Yeah. Uh, what's he say? Societal constraint. <laughs> that's right. Why? I was like, wait, what? <laughs> what? Yeah, I mean, this movie has more what's per second than, yeah, uh, than, than most. Than boobs. Actually, absolutely. <laughs> there are more times that I said what than there were boobs in this movie. Um, so uh, inside, people are all chanting for some preppy douche named Jeff. He brings out the pledges who are all dressed as ladies because they're humiliating them. Uh, since Rush Week begins tomorrow, he's going to sever the bonds of societal constraint with an axe. But I mean, it's an excuse to introduce this fucking axe, which I get it. It helps your story. But how outlandish is it that there are two identical axes... <laughs> Two identical costumes worn by two people who are approximately the same height, showing up at exactly the same place, and so Never that there's even thought of that. It's <laughs> so. Pr- How often have you seen a double-sided battle axe with a pike like that? Yeah. Like, there's I one mean, right behind saw, you. Well, of course I have one here and one in the basement, <laughs> but and they are identical. And also I have costumes that go with them. That and it was from my fr- okay, it was from my fraternity <laughs> days, and one belonged to the dean, and he just gifted it to me when I left college. You know what? No, I guess gifting it's pretty it normal. to you. You mean he died and you took it? Ah, oh, damn it! You got me. That's exactly what happened. Um, so there's a running theme through this because whoever made this movie went to film school. Of MacGuffins. <laughs> Mary MacGuffin. Julie MacGuffin, or whatever her name is. I thought that was funny. It was It was funny. Um, and Yes, the first victim's last name is MacGuffin. <laughs> is MacGuffin, which, you know, it's a fairly properly used MacGuffin. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was weird. Um, she, she does start off the plot and then disappear, and we don't really need to know anything more about her. <laughs> uh, so... All right. Uh, but she kind of actually is in the plot because that's where uh, Tony goes to a roommate's house and finds out that she was doing the pictures and everything. Like, Well, yeah, that's, I mean, so. Isn't so, MacGuffin kind of like a fake thing that doesn't have any importance? So I may have, I fucked that up all the time. A MacGuffin and a red herring are different things. A MacGuffin is, it, it's. It's sort of a red herring in that it's like, it's sort of a well, thing. A red herring makes you think something's going to happen. Right, exactly. A MacGuffin and is just a pointless thing, I thought. No, uh, a MacGuffin is something that basically like is a, a really important plot element that then basically doesn't mean anything to the rest of the movie. Oh, okay. It's something that leads the character in one direction and then just kind of dies. And the... Okay, so an interesting thing about this movie, and it relates to the fucking main character, the guy's last name is Grail. And the Holy Grail is like the, the prototypical MacGuffin. Because it's the thing that sets the the knights on their on their mission, but they never find it, and it doesn't really matter. It's all the other stuff that. Whose happens. last name is Grail? Uh, the dean. Oh, okay. So, Holy Grail reference being a big MacGuffin. Her name is MacGuffin. It's like it. It's a weird little little thing. Gotcha. Um, so, 
somebody gets stalked by a Michael Myers type and then ducks into the science building, which I don't get this. She was going to the science building anyway. Right. She was going to the science. Bu- I mean, I guess he to- is there to murder her anyway. So it does happen afterwards. Yep. Okay. So there we go. We cut to a bored looking stripper model, whatever, uh, in a, in a nurse outfit being told to look sexy. <laughs> <laughs> While posing with a. So bored. Posing with a dead body too. Yeah. Or a fake dead body at this point, right? Yes. She this was, was so weird. So it starts off and she's like, she's just doing her stuff and she's looking really bored. <laughs> and then he's like, all right, now pose with the corpse. And she's like, I don't want to do that. And he's like, you'll do what I tell you to do for your money. <laughs> and she's like, okay, fine. I'll pose with the corpse. He's like, I could be making you pose with a real corpse. Yeah. Which and, does happen later. Which of course does happen later. <laughs> um, and with all, and the, especially the funny part of this is that the nudity that occurs in these scenes happens after it, after the pornographic photos are taken. So they're taking, you know, scantily clad photos. And then after the photos are taken, it's like time to get out of my costume and put my sweater back on. And then we get the boob sprinkles. Like it's just sprinkles. Yeah. And it's time to put my wool sweater back on (laughs) over my, (laughs) over my boobs without a bra. Super comfy. Um, yeah, her the dialogue here is what was the thing she was like he he said I'm not the one showing my tits to the camera and she says at least I'm not doing it for whack off material. And I was I'm like, doing it for money, not whack off material. You're making whack off material. <laughs> like the what? two of them really are in denial about their reasoning yeah. <laughs> for everything that they're doing. Like they're both, the photographer's not taking the photographer's taking the pictures for, for someone else. Client, his yep. client. Uh, yeah, this whole thing very it's so simple. weird. It's it's so convoluted. So that's a big giant subplot in this movie yeah. is that the school chef is moonlighting as <laughs> a person taking pictures of students as an old timey pornographer, and he's doing it on campus. Yeah, why is he doing? It? Do you see the size of his studio setup? He has lights and set dressing and drapery. And he just leaves them all there, I guess. <laughs> it's just like every time he's on a photo shoot, he just walks out and leaves. Is a science class going to get to school the next day? Every like, single time they come in to dissect a frog, they're like, yeah. uh, "Sorry, we gotta we gotta tear down this pornographer set again, guys. I'm sorry. There's just shit everywhere. Um, totally, <laughs> just constant. Uh, okay, so." Of course, our masked axe murderer shows up, kills her in a bloodless hack slash. And we smash cut to the silly looking band again. (laughs) Uh, So female student goes out to get her lunch. And while she's paying, she sees the creepy cook. And we're like, oh, he's leering and creepy. I (laughs) bet he's related to this somehow. (laughs) I bet he takes pictures of naked girls in the science lab. <laughs> I could just guess. Um, and now we're back to the really important subplot that no one gives a shit about, which is that the frat houses are rushing. So, I don't even want to talk about this. G-A-E, yes, 
Yeah, G-A-E. Yes. Uh, and they don't even... Are they a homosexual fraternity? So if He th- says that, right? No. The, I couldn't what, tell if that was a humor no, joke. That, that was the part that actually made me sad. Um, so that part when they're like they're, they're doing the rush and then they show up in their house. Yep. One of the fraternity members from the other place is like, and we're the only gay fraternity. Oh. And it was really sad because the kid was like, oh, that's great. Finally yeah. a place I can feel safe because yep. I'm gay. Yep. And you're like, oh... This took what could have been just kind of like a, an 80s style homophobic kind of whatever and took it to a level that made me actually sad. Oh, man, I didn't realize that. Now I'm it, sad. Like, honest to God, made me <laughs> sad. But whatever. Okay, fine. Forget about that. And it's, it is nonstop. Um, okay. So. Let's see. Tony's interviewing him, right? This is a spaghetti scene, right? Are we there already? Are we at the spaghetti scene? I yes, we are. Yeah, that's that's absolutely it. <laughs> okay. This is the spaghetti scene. Um, <laughs> so BDB do horrible things, and then this other frat is never established to do anything out of the ordinary. They do, like, community work. And bike races. Bike races. <laughs> They're, like, friendly. They're nice. The thing is that he ha- he has a bit of a haughty, rich person tone when he speaks, but outside of that, he never uh, he never demeans them. He never says he never insults them until they insult him. And whenever he does, it's a weaker comeback than what they've given him in the first. Oh, they're place. really good though. Well, but <laughs> but why are they? Why are these guys the heroes? I just don't <laughs> understand it. Um, okay, so they're the fun frat that pe- feeds people human remains. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> they're going to have a quirky courtship with the guy that feeds human remains to other human beings. It's great. Uh, she mends the first fucking move here. When she first meets him, when they're doing this thing where yep. he gets fed the human finger, this douche mansplains journalism to this woman who's in journalism yeah. school. She's like, well, he's like, oh, let me tell you a little something about journalism, <laughs> little missy. And she's like, oh, that's so charming. You're not even treating me like a human. That's great. <laughs> um, and then we go to anatomy and physiology class. Oh, I also like, though, when he does eat the finger that everybody laughs. Like, how do they know what they're even laughing at? How, I mean, how do they know what they're seeing? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I mean, it just looks like spaghetti. Yeah. Let's face it. Anytime you eat spaghetti, you're probably eating a human finger. Yep. That's that's a fact. I mean, that's <laughs> just... That's, uh, that's some real news you can use. <laughs> that that was the rejected Olive Garden slogan. <laughs> when you're, when here, you're here, you're eating fingers. You're eating fingers. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> Uh, okay, <laughs> so... Damn, we punch you tonight. <laughs> yeah, I'm... Oh, my God, dude. I've been working in the basement all day. Mm. Um, cleaning your axe. Cleaning my axe. <laughs> uh, okay, so this is the anatomy-physiology class where the, the teacher announces that they're very fortunate to have a cadaver to look at. A cadaver is a technical term for a mm. medical specimen. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to examine his digestive system. <laughs> <laughs> and then we get another red herring character who is Mort. The cr- Of course, he's named Mort because he's carrying a cadaver. <laughs> he wheels the cadaver in and uh, and he like intentionally drops something on the floor so he can look up a girl's skirt. Yeah. And her legs are crossed. Yeah. So it's like, what? Okay. You just gave me nothing, movie. You gave me nothing. <laughs> you gave me nothing to work with here. I don't... It's not even honestly all that creepy. Because he's... Because, again, her legs are crossed. And yeah. she's just like... 
He just kind of looks okay. up. All right. I mean, he's creepy because he's wheeling cadavers, and his name is Mort. <laughs> um, sorry to no, any, never, anyone never. who named who's named Mort who yeah. isn't wheeling cadavers. Your buddy Drucker. I mean, uh, uh, Mort, Todd. Mort Todd. I'm thinking of a matter. Well, I mean, he was the he was the editor in chief of Crack, Crack Magazine. Yep. So yes. <laughs> there you go. What's uh, up, Mort? S- speaking speaking of which, uh, Don't we you have do, a uh, event. We have a signing event with Mort Todd. Uh, <laughs> that is October first. Come and get your hardcover signed from uh, Monsters Attack, the old cracked series that Mort got re-released with many famous artists, including Steve Ditko. Nice. So, there you go. There's uh, that. That's our that's our one plug for the day. Um, okay. This is a sponsored sp- uh, uh, internal sponsorship. <laughs> yeah, here. I hate doing that. Uh, okay, <laughs> so. All right. The, everybody in the class gathers around this this cadaver. That's on, that's on the gurney. All right, I want to break this down slowly here because there's a lot to unpack about this very important part here. Okay, so <laughs> you're setting up a joke. What? No, I am 100% not setting up a joke. Okay. Okay. So I thought this was funny. Sure. And there's a butt. Okay, so they let's just say number one. <laughs> The first most important thing is that mm-hmm. there is a member of BDB inside this inside this bag. Yes. They have stolen it's a this cadaver. Yeah. They stole a human cadaver. Yeah. Okay. So they're on double secret probation. They wrote the name of the frat that stole the cadaver on the ass of the guy who exposes himself to the class. Okay. Okay. So yeah. far, so good. Um, They're a bunch of goofballs. They then took the. F- they then cut the finger off this cadaver, mm-hmm. this human cadaver that had a family uh, name. Um, you know, this guy. Yeah. He's probably, probably like a reverend in the in the local community, <laughs> well respected. Um, this guy, this pledge, got into the body bag that has been storing this corpse. Yeah. They for are silly. A very long time. <laughs> it's a human cadaver specimen that has been in a f- freezer mm-hmm. in a bag yeah. for maybe a year. Yeah. And he just climbed in it and zipped himself up. Hey, man, when you're pledging, you go all the way. Jeez. Or you don't get in. This is beyond insane. Yeah. It's beyond insane. Yeah, they're okay. very silly. Sure. That, that's a fun, silly part. <laughs> the next fun, silly part is when... He jumps out of the bag, mm-hmm. puts his hands around the neck of the septuagenarian, octogenarian teacher, who then falls to the ground like he's having a heart attack. And nobody helps him. And everybody ignores it. <laughs> well, it's funny. They're laughing. It's, it's, it, is, it is hilarious. It's hard to not so, laugh when that happens. So he physically assaults the teacher. Yep. With the name of the fraternity that's on double secret probation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. And they're like... There's nothing we can do. These guys just have a free it's pass. Rush to do. It's rush week. That's what happens. It's 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 a Latin thing. Exactly. Uh, I love it. <laughs> it is it is magic in that kind of eighties way where yep. you just have to ignore everything. Oh yeah. Okay. So um okay, so he survived. We did see him later. We did see so him he, later on. He's he didn't actually He's just like I can't teach with these kids. <laughs> also, I just got out of the hospital from my heart attack that I had. Third one this year because of these kids. <laughs> that damn BDB house. Uh yeah, so to- this is when Tony's interviewing the dean of the college and 
he says some of that there's some of that dialogue that's like what stupid people write dialogue for smart people and mm-hmm. it's just whatever it's like <laughs> he basically says that they're not good people yeah at the end of the day they're like these people aren't good mm-hmm. okay cool um and then and that's it <laughs> well then we get uh the meeting's interrupted by sarah who's looking for her roommate who we know got killed yes in the beginning and Tony learns about this because she has a tape recorder set up for the Dean interview. And I love how the Dean just, like, pushes her out to talk to Sarah. Like, it's not just like, I'm talking to this person right now. I'll get back. I'll get to you when I'm done. It's like, well, hold on. Uh, Tony, you go sit outside. I got to go interview this interrupting student here. And then I'll get back to you. Well, later on, we, we learn that the reason is because he's totally guilty. Mm-hmm. And so he's trying to, he's like, oh, uh, I got to cover up my crime real quick. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> Uh, and steam's coming out of his collar, and uh, yeah, yes. So she hears this thing, gets the tip that now she knows that something there's there's a missing student. So she's gonna go on this other thing because she's bored with this rush week story. She wants to go talk to everybody about the missing student. Yep. She goes to her journalism computer and does journalism, um, but it turns out that Jeff, the misunderstood psycho, knows how to program sweet poems into an Apple IIe, which is going to get him in trouble. And also makes no sense later on in the movie, because are we to assume that the Dean also knows how to program All things? three of them know how... There's her, her... Her room... Yeah. Her roommate this knows... Is, and this is before email. This is not just like... All a, three of them know hacker backdoors yep. to the school system. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. And know when to use it. And they know exactly when to use it. It's just like that guy's like, okay, I just killed another person. Oh, I bet that girl's writing something I, about I me. I should freaking hack it like... and send her a message to say, stop right now. <laughs> love it. Yep. Um, so, okay. We now go to the editor of the paper, played by Greg Allman. Yeah. What? It's just like um, how Pledge Week had Joey Belladonna. Yeah, you, you there always, you go. You always got to get like a rock star in you these gotta college movies. You got to get a rock movies. star. Yeah. Yeah. And... He's he's there meditating with his topless. He's topless too. Yeah, uh, meditating with his hot girlfriend. Let me get a little sprinkle here. Little little sprinkle of boobs. She is not his girlfriend. She is from the escort service. So he hired an escort. He hired an escort to do tantric meditations with. <laughs> okay. While on the clock. Got it. In the daytime. Got it. He did put a sign that said "knock first before entering," so it's covered. That's true. Yeah. And I mean, honestly, <laughs> it's Greg Allman. What are you gonna do? Yeah. There are a couple moments where it's like, I think he ad-libs something that doesn't make sense, and they're just like, it's Greg Allman. Allman. What the fuck are we going (laughs) to do? I mean, we're lucky he's here. Also, (laughs) why is he here? This character could be just totally taken out of this movie. Of course. It's it's just because they get to say that Greg Allman is in their movie. This is one of those movies where it's uh, it's an hour and 35, and I think this could have been chopped down to like 80. Oh, 100%. So this, this, uh, yeah. So Greg Allman is Cosmo Kincaid. (laughs) I like the name. It's good. <laughs> um, it's very it's very Cosmo Kramer. Yeah, and this is where we meet um, Alma, who is our prostitute, who will hang out with a little later on. Um, I guess she's a st- student hooker? Oh, no. It, no, I she's don't from... think she's a student. She's just a hooker from the escort. Yes, service. she's just, just... it's the. But everybody the, calls her up. She's the hooker <laughs> that everybody uses at yes. this school. Yep. She's, she's kind of the, the school hooker, <laughs> which is, you know, a, a great job. Yes, there's a niche for it. everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and okay, so uh, 
But, she is told she can't investigate the disappearance because that would be a scandal for the school. Right. Much. That's the deal. Um, and then, yes, because Tony goes and talks to uh, to the dean about this once she's got more information. Yeah. And the dean proves that he knows how to use a high-tech computer, too, because he takes his Apple IIe. Chaka, 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 chaka. <laughs> look, I just pulled up all of her grades, and look at this. She had an incomplete last semester. Turns out she has a history of just running off. He made up a story. Mm-hmm. Because he knows how to hack the system. Who doesn't? It turns out nobody <laughs> doesn't know how to hack the system. I mean, it's an Apple IIe. It's like probably three lines of code to hack the system. Um... Control hack. (laughs) (laughs) The old Max had like a hack button. (laughs) (laughs) It looks like you're trying to get into the back door of the university's computer. (laughs) Would you like some help with that? Um, So we also find out that his daughter was killed last year. Mm -hmm. And, you know, obviously, spoiler, he's the killer. Um, But why would he kill his daughter? He does, though. I think this is I think this is true because he uh, so, okay so that part didn't make sense in this moment he has a little well because he's clearly like some sort of religious zealot or like he's going nuts somehow yep but he says what the fuck does he say here um it just goes to show you can be very close to someone and not know them at all. Yeah. And so it's a kind of a, a double-edged comment where he's like, oh, I might be talking about me. Yep, I might be a murder dean. I might be, I might be murder dean, who knows? Or <laughs> it might be that I murdered my daughter because I found out that she was having sex with Jeff and I didn't like it. Yep. Who okay. knows? Um, and I think really at the end of, by the end of the movie, we realize that that sentence means that Oh, I thought that she was pure, but it turns out she was cavorting with one of these frat guys, and ah. so I had to murder her for it because, you know, you know, he's some sort of fucking Taliban-type yep. freako mm. Christian. Um, so, okay, now we're at the uncool frat, and we know they're uncool because somebody's playing accordion and everybody's wearing suits. Ah, so button-up, whitey-toity. Oh, my God. Squareville. Uh, yep, we get more continuations of the gay jokes uh, and that thing that we talked about earlier that made me really sad. Yep. And, uh, okay, and apparently, oh, sorry, I, I, I may have missed a few of the things that our fraternity did. Did I mention that they murdered a Shetland pony and put it in the house of this <laughs> other frat? They're so silly. That's, that's just some silly, fun behavior from some yeah. well-adjusted young boys yep. having just normal fun. <laughs> Holy fuck, these guys are psychos. <laughs> and and it brings me to a point that wouldn't this movie have been kind of more fun if they leaned into the psychos and it was almost like a fucking fraternity of serial killers? Like it was like the Ed Gein fraternity, which it basically is. That sounds like a good movie idea. I mean, really? <laughs> yeah, C- serial killer fraternity. You got your name right there. Yes, <laughs> just right on the, right on the nose. Mm. You know what? I would watch that movie. I would. I don't know that I would write that movie, but I would watch it. Um, okay, so it'd probably be done by David Dakato, and it would just be shirtless dudes everywhere. You know what? It'd be co- I'd be it. okay with that. It's fine. <laughs> um, so that guy hates shirts. The, <laughs> David Dakato hates <laughs> shirts. So, just again, the love interest. <laughs> 
of our main character murdered a Shetland pony to drop it. In it was a humor joke. <laughs> okay, it's funny. It is funny. All right, but the nonstop party continues at BDB with someone's mom and their band. Uh, yeah. The there's a bunch of white kids oh who try gosh, to dance. Oh my gosh, the is terrible. The, the dancing is worse. Yeah. Woo! Oh, yikers. And upstairs, there's our sex worker. She is... And this is, again, like this crazy dehumanizing weirdness in this fraternity. They're they're charging admission to watch... They're pimps. They're pimps. It's a hundred bucks for the real thing. Ten bucks to watch. Ten bucks to watch. (laughs) And to watch, you look through Michael Berryman's eyes in the Hills Have (laughs) Eyes poster, which is a, a good reference. Um, I'm sad that we don't get to see a boner here because the guy's looking at the guy's looking at him. You know, he paid yeah, the money to watch, and then the guy's like, "Time's up," and he's like, "I can't go out walking with this." Like, why didn't we get a cutaway <sighs> shot to his boner, like his pants? Tent, yeah, that's you know? weird. I wanted the boner movie. I wanted the boner. Minus movie. one point for no boner. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and so uh, yeah. The, so this, this is, is just weird. Yeah, I mean, I've never been to a frat. Uh, but I'm pretty sure most of them don't have like a prostitution area where you just go pay for a ride. <laughs> I'm going to say that this is probably considering in pledge night, if you may remember from a previous, previously on previously the Funbox Fun Fun podcast, uh, but Jerry, you will remember that all of the things in pledge night were based on things that you had to do at a fraternity. That's fucked up. That shit was fucked up. <laughs> Come on, man. That shit was fucked up. Yeah, butt cherries. And more. There was yeah. a lot more. There was the fishing in the toilet bowl for the, you know, like, there's a lot of insane shit. You just do butt stuff a lot. It was friends. actually, the fact that it wasn't all butt stuff really didn't jive with our previous experience in Pledge Night. No. Which was all butt stuff. Um, Every college is just a little bit different. Just a little bit different. This one's all about cannibalism. This is all about cadavers <laughs> and prostitutes. <laughs> yep. And, of course, this is where they do. They want to prove that they're actual fucking serial killing monsters. And they prank her with the corpse. She is traumatized. Yeah, who of wouldn't course. be? And she runs into the woods in just her underwear. Mm-hmm. So, And, and it, here's another uh, part where... We don't see the boobs until after the sex again. Yeah. It's like she has sex with a dude. We just see no nudity. Then she's just like smoking a cig between okay. clients. And it's like, that's when we get the... So there's no sex scene in this movie at all yeah. that, that shows nudity, yes. which is so strange to get so much nudity and never one like actual sex scene. Like it you is, said, it's like uh, not sexy. It's, it's, just it's, like, it's weird. Yeah. But I, I also understand that the director knew this was going straight to USA up all night. Yep. And he was like, how would this be easiest that you would understand how this movie's working? That so makes sense. You could take the boobs out without f- affecting this movie at all. Oh my all. gosh, that makes total he sense. He was like, I, I, know, I know where this movie belongs, and so I'm going to do this. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so of course, of course she runs out. And gets murdered by the axe murderer. Yep. Um, which is great because that saves her years of powerful therapy <laughs> to undo the mental damage that they caused. Uh, now there's this weird bike race with fake Danny Elfman music. I love the music in this. The, it's amazing. It's very, it, very it Pee yeah. big adventure. Very, very, very. Yep. Um, and then a biker gang shows up and runs them all off the road. Yeah. Um, Beat. BDB paid for the biker gang, I think. 
I, I assume I didn't see a transaction, but we no. But I mean, but I mean, it's well, they do that. That's the kind of thing. It's that very. They they're silly gooses. They're <laughs> they're just like they're they're just running people over with motorcycles because <laughs> it's, it's funny. It's funny. It, yeah, their medical bills are through the roof. It, they had to leave college because they couldn't walk, and mm-hmm. yeah, it was. It was very funny. Um, hey, don't add BDB. That shit was funny. Oh yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's um, all it's all in a gag, man. As, as long as you as long as you laugh. Uh, you, I like when the guy falls off the bicycle and lands and <laughs> knocks over a lady, and then his face is <sighs> right in her crotch, Jesus and he's like, Christ. "Woo!" <laughs> like, how can you force a gag that much? Uh, you, uh, <laughs> it's so preposterous. <laughs> it's beyond anything I've ever seen before. Yeah. Um, but do you remember? This, I mean, remember that far. It was like this year that dude with the sign at the Tour de France. I do, and it knocked over all the bicycles. Yeah. yeah. So he did a very minor version of this, and the French people wanted to tear him apart yeah. like a fucking fresh croissant. Yep. Uh, he had to be taken into custody so that he wouldn't be murdered, <laughs> basically. And these guys are like, this is a fun thing to do for a prank. It was funny, yeah. It's a good thing it wasn't in France. Those goofballs. <laughs> Okay, so uh, we cut to uh, Julie McGuffin's room, whatever, Mrs. McGuffin. Yep. Uh, McGuffin's room, and uh, and our main character finds a bank book in her drawer with $100 deposits and $100 bills stamped with little red axes, which brings me to my biggest problem with this entire movie. Why? What? Why? 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 <laughs> exactly. Answer answer me why. I have no clue. You liked this movie. You have to answer for this. But no, I can't answer it. There's no point. <laughs> why there's, would a, why would a serial killer There's no point that he stamped all these hundred dollar bills with this and there's no The thing that's crazy about this is that the guy that has them isn't the killer. So he's got embroidered so he's got the the murder weapon stamped on all of the hundred dollar bills yeah. that he's giving out. If he's ever found with those, he will be instantly tied to the crime. Is this... I don't think the cameraman knows there's a crime going on, though. So... I don't think the cameraman knows that the the murder dean who's paying him for the pictures is the axe murderer. So the $100 bills are coming from the dean? Yes. Okay. To pay... To the photographer to pay for the pictures that he's getting. The axe stamp doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. It really, really doesn't. There's no point. (laughs) I especially love it because, I mean, if he's doing it, then he owns that stamp. Yeah. Not only does he own that stamp, he went someplace to have it custom made. It, the stamp came with the axe. It was a oh, set. Oh, okay. That's, it, so it's everybody just to let you, has, It's just to let people know that you possess one of those cool-ass axes. Everybody that bought that axe on QVC got <laughs> exactly. the stamp. So it's going to be impossible for the police to track it. That's why he does it. Fair. I get it. Um <laughs> So they look in her her locker, her foot locker, or whatever, her trunk at the foot of and her it's bed. It's all lingerie, and, and it's stud. Uh, Rob colors. Halford gauntlets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's totally Rob <laughs> Halford gauntlets. Oh my God, she's been fucking Rob Halford. <laughs> <laughs> I jump his bones. I jump his bones. <laughs> Deep cut. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Tony finds Alma's number in Greg Alman's Rolodex after he after Greg Alman says the most like incomprehensible nonsense thing. So, do you know Alma? Yes, I do. Do you have her phone number? Live long and prosper. What? 
what? <laughs> and she just plays along with it? And She's like, yeah, sure. Because I guarantee you, Greg Allman was like, I'm on set for two hours. <laughs> I get to hang out with the lady with the boobs. Um, I'm going to say one line. If you I don't like it. I only agreed to hanging with the boob lady. You need yep. me in this one of those scenes? Fuck it. I'll just. I'll, I'll say something. Yep. I forgot my line, so live long and prosper. <laughs> I watched Star Trek last night. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it was fucking so high. Uh, <laughs> he was. Married to Cher. I did not know that. That's weird. Anyway. Um, okay. And then he wound up in Rush Week. <laughs> How the mighty have fallen. So, okay. So, she goes into his Rolodex, finds out that she was uh, the call girl who was working at BDB last night, mm-hmm. and then she goes to the science lab. Why does she know about the science lab? She knows about the place. She knows the room. Did that girl tell her the room? Yes. Okay. Yep. Okay. Yeah, Sarah, the roommate of... Right, that's right. ...of uh, MacGuffin lady said, yeah, every night she would... Once or twice a week, she would go to the science room room 301 to... Yep. Okay. Do some sexy picture time. So Tony goes to the science lab where they have the photo sessions, and she finds some dried blood on the floor, and she scrapes it off with a something. Yeah, it was weird. And then they're able to identify the blood type or whatever. Um, but the creepy cadaver guy comes wheeling through and he sees her? I don't think so. I, I couldn't know. tell. Either sees her or doesn't, but somebody's whistling in the hallway, so he leaves. Yep. So, whatever. He runs off. Um, she's leaving and uh, Jeff is waiting outside in the middle of the night like a total creeper. How did he know she was there? No way. No way. I mean, it's just more more of these red herrings to just yep. be like, oh, look oh, at Jeff's why. Oh, Jeff's a stalker totally creepy guy. Yep. Stalker creepy guy. But I mean, the problem with all of this is that they're also establishing a an infatuation relationship at the same time they're laying down all these creepy, horrible things that he's done in his life. Yeah. And then they're like, and she loves it. <laughs> look, he only kills donkeys, not people. <laughs> Shetland ponies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I okay. hate Shetland ponies, so I call them donkeys. Oh, wow, it's an man. insult. That's I'm a bad boy. <laughs> you belong at BDB. <laughs> so I'm silly too. I totally belong at <laughs> so silly, 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 silly. Ground up somebody's grandmother and fed it to him, <laughs> just like a real <laughs> funny prankster. Um, so I switched t- up their heart medications <laughs> with Skittles. <laughs> it was so funny. He was all like. My heart. <laughs> and then at the funeral, I was like, oh, I so farted good. so loud at that funeral. <laughs> that's what this frat, that's, that's what this frat is like. It is honest to God like that. Like they're literally like murdering people. They're basically like, they're almost, they are almost serial killers. Okay. So turns out it's a blood, it's a match. The two blood types are the same. Blah, blah, blah. Um, but then Tony's friend tells her that Jeff's been acting weird this year. <gasps> and then the cook leers and is creepy at her. So, oh my God, Tony's the killer and this creepy pornographer is the killer. Everybody's the killer. And then we get boobs. <laughs> um, Tony is alone at her desk in the huge bullpen that the college newspaper has for some reason. And, uh, ooh, the killer knows how to use the back door just like Jeff does. Maybe they're the same person. Ooh. ooh. She gets a random message that says, Stop. Stop. Stop this investigation. Yep. 
Uh, Jeff then meets I her. I know you're at the computer writing it right now. It's even better because, like, literally the f- the next moment is them going to this bar, and he references the fact that he sent her a message on the computer yeah. first thing. By, but not uh, that message. <laughs> but not that message. He doesn't mention that. He mentions his roses are red, violets are blue message, whatever. This doesn't rhyme. It's a thing. And they listen to You'll Dance to Anything by the Dead Milkman, which made me happy. <laughs> Um, some more boring shit that implicates him as the killer. Yep. Um, finally, um, our hero, who played Joey Burns, <laughs> the candy guy from Friday the 13th Part 5, yeah. gets his moment of acting. <laughs> and they give him this super funny Bazooka Joe joke. Hey, hey there, new pledge. Let me <laughs> tell you, BDBs don't even have to go to class. We've got a special dispensation from the dean. Yeah, just last semester, he said, I don't care if I ever see you guys again. Boing! <laughs> Straight up Bazooka Joe joke. Yeah. Um, but he delivers it with aplomb. That guy's actually pretty okay. Yeah. I was I was impressed to see how well he acted in this, mm-hmm. that he had kind of like a, a range. I liked him in this. He was annoying, but not as annoying as he was in Friday the 13th. Yeah. Um, so Byron, the weird little guy with the perm that looks kind of like a tiny carrot top. God, his hair is terrible. It bothered me. It's like sexy greatest American hero hair. <laughs> look at him. Oh, yeah. he's got No, Catman looks good. <laughs> this guy looks like a goober. <laughs> Does look like a goober. He looks like carrot top. Yeah. He legitimately looks like Caratop. He's seriously like four inches tall just on hair alone. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, that's probably part of it. Um, so <laughs> he's further implicating Jeff in these murders because he's like, Jeff is neglecting his responsibilities. Tony, could you go talk to him? You know, Jeff's girlfriend was murdered and blah, blah, blah. They were meeting on the sly because her dad hated him. And wait a minute. We know someone whose dad hates some other person and that the daughter's dead. Interesting. It's Dean Grail. <gasps> Interesting. Uh, So, Murder Dean. Murder Dean. Uh, After Byron uh, all but says, Jeff is the killer, (laughs) you stupid, stupid woman, Jeff is the killer, our brilliant young journalist goes out into the wilderness for a picnic on the back of his motorcycle. What the F? I would like to take you out somewhere where no one can hear you scream, How did Tony survive this movie? (laughs) She or has life in general. Just how does she survive life in general? She is definitely someone who would experimentally eat rocks. Yeah. Um, I do not know how she how she has lived through <laughs> she this. She gets to college. <laughs> the the enrollment process for this thing is easy yeah. as hell. Sign name here. Have you ever killed a donkey? Uh, no. Okay, you're in. Okay. <laughs> Good thing you didn't know about that Shetland pony. <laughs> it's a Shetland pony. It's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> and that was in my freshman year. Yeah. So, All right. So they go for a picnic and it instantly turns dark and downpours. <laughs> like yeah. it turns to night. It's like one in the afternoon when they start off. Then all of a sudden it's dark. Boom. It is pitch black and, and it is downpouring. Is it a random house he just broke into? Yes. They run, it, th- there's this like... You really look like a killer if you know about this abandoned secret cabin way out in the woods. This is the abandoned cabin that I go to. I try <laughs> to get away here whenever I can. He says, wow. What? <laughs> but they go into this cabin for two seconds of screen time and then they're, then back, they're, outside of a fire. they're back out next yeah. to a fire. Um, <laughs> they toast marshmallows and then make out. He's basically completely naked and then she's like, you know what? Your naked body reminds me of 
your dead girlfriend. <laughs> hey, like, where'd your boner go? Yeah. Uh, yes, she is an expert boner killer. Yep. Uh, he's suitably... I love the dialogue, too, where she's like, I think I'm falling in love with you. I think it's time to go. <laughs> I mean, I think he's not wrong. Yeah. I think I think all of these people deserve each other because they all <laughs> suck. Uh, so then we go back. Jeff's back in his room crying and putting photos into a book. Um, oh, he's got a, uh, he's he's got all these clippings of of murdered college students that I thought kind of played out cool when you find out why. But like, what did we find out why? We did find out why. Oh, please enlighten me because well, I don't fucking remember. We'll get there. Okay, we'll get there and you'll explain it to me. Yeah, Thank but that's you. why that's what he's doing. He's got that whole book of clippings sure just does. to make him look like a killer. Yeah, but he's not. Okay, okay. except for donkeys. All right, we cut to the science room. There's a new model who's dressed in a really hilarious... Like a, like, like a tassel, petticoat, cowboy, cowgirl cow, kind cow of thing. Cowgirl, yeah. Native American, something, something. She's who, also pissed. None of these girls want to get these pictures taken, but they all keep willingly go. The, and they're all... I mean, I don't think they knew just how creepy this dude was when they oh, signed Oh, yeah, he does on. not have very many he's, good people skills. He's not great with his models. No. Um... So it's it's understandable that they all look... I would love to see these photos. Because <laughs> every time you see the models, they're just like, oh, God, <laughs> why am I here? They're like rolling their eyes. That's it, honey. Look, look more bored. Look more bored. Yeah, yeah that's great. Look like you really don't want to be here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yes, the most hilarious pornographic publication in <laughs> history. But uh, she's hanging out with a corpse. She was not excited about it, but she does it anyway. Um, she gets dressed, and we as the audience wait patiently for the killer to show up. And he takes for fucking ever. And and the cook shuts the lights off when he leaves for some reason. What was up with that? And she doesn't even say anything. She's, like, getting dressed. He just walks out of the room with his camera and shuts the lights off and leaves her in the dark. She's the just level like, of disrespect that he yeah, shows yeah, oh, her yeah. through the whole thing, it's not terribly surprising. But I can't believe that she didn't be like, hey, I'm still in here. She didn't say anything. She was just like, well, I guess he shut the lights off. Okay, just keep getting dressed. I think she just doesn't want to talk to him anymore and yeah. is just happy to not be <laughs> talking to him. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, okay. So... Uh, Tony is sent on an errand because they're apparently out of developer at the photo lab. And uh, so she bicycles down to some photo, the photo, some the photo, f- photo supply store. Yeah, and uh, and she's trying to get developer. Man, and can you believe that was a thing? Camera shops. I can. I I remember it. There very used to clearly. be lots of them. Yeah. Somebody's somebody's having a reggaeton party it's going a down the party. street. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So. He propositions her. He shows up at the our our pornographic cook guy shows up and gives her one of the hundred dollar or shows her yeah one of the hundred dollar bills and with I love the incriminating that, mark on it. And I love that he does just talks propositions her while she's like paying for the stuff and everything, not like waiting. She's just like, I'm here to pick up some developer. Oh, hold on, yeah, I'll get it from the back. Hey, you want a model for my stuff? <laughs> it's just like, dude, she's doing something. Like, she's. She's buying something at the store. Let her <laughs> let her finish buying the thing, then talk to her. Like, you know, I think I think this is this is where our uh, being dudes is tough. I think that if it was women doing this podcast, they'd be like, "And he did that thing that literally happens to me like three times a day, <laughs> where somebody interrupts me while I'm trying to do something and is like, hey, have sex with me,' <laughs> um, or come model in my studio,' <laughs> and they're just like, "Yep, oh that thing again, oh that thing." 
<sighs> yeah, I hate that thing. But it is <laughs> it is very true to life, though. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's sad. It is sad. A lot of this is sad. I'm going to forget about that. Anyway, uh, it turns out that uh, she decides that it's a good idea to break into his house now. Okay, this is funny. So she takes a business card, goes and looks up the street address guide and finds the phone number in it and then matches his street address. Is that a... That's not a I thing. Don't, I don't know, that's man. That's not a I, thing. I mean, Can you imagine finding a phone number in the phone book? You're just like, I've got the number. Now I just need to find it. Those numbers aren't in, cycle, <laughs> in numerical order. What if... Maybe there was. Maybe there's something... Maybe there's a, somebody prints a guide that's in numerical order so that you can find people's street addresses by number. If that's a thing and you know about it, call in right now because I don't think that's a thing. That would be insane. Yeah. It would, it's, How would you update it? You'd have to update it constantly. People and the, move all the time. And it's the so, only it's purpose, not a thing. The only purpose <laughs> would be so that you could stalk people. It would literally only be for people to do terrible things. Yeah. There could be no good use made of this thing. No. Uh, either way. But she does break in. Um, and because she's an expert lockpick. Which has been established, <laughs> I think, right? No. No. I think it's established right here. It's established right here. <laughs> she picks two locks in a row, like, flawless. That's right. And the second lock is... Why is it locked? The dude's house is locked already, and he's got pictures of girls everywhere. <laughs> and then, and then you go into the secret locked room uh-huh. that just has pictures of girls everywhere. He and then the bathroom m- leads from there. So, so when you get home, you need to unlock one door just to use your bathroom too. Like what? Yeah, that's true. Uh, I didn't think here's about that. Here's one of those things. Yes. Here's that part of the movie that you could just—I mean, it would only lose you ten seconds, yeah. but it's still just unnecessary for, to pick two locks in a row. Yeah, very, very odd there. But she, of course, chooses exactly the wrong time, which is great because she knows that he's the fucking cook at the school. Guess what? You know when he's at work. Yeah. Well, I think he was home because he lost his job. They oh, that's true. They how, fired him. However, no, when no, he no, picks no, no, up no, the no, phone no. at the house, he says he's the head cook at the school and he's looking for a new food supplier. No, I think that because they did this, I think that she has those photos. Mm-hmm. And she brings them in, and those photos get him fired. Yeah, it was just weird that he got fired anyway. Mm, but it had no point. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, whatever. But so she she manages to drop her license at this point, which aye, is aye, aye. of all the things in your possession that you could drop at this moment. It seems insane, but of course, this here's movie, my picture, name, and address. <laughs> this movie is insane. Yes, it is. And it, what's great about it? is that the fact that it's a license doesn't come into play at all. Like, he just knows who she is, and the fact that he knows who she is doesn't matter, because they set they up a... they already book. set up and gave her the business card! They Again, s- another scene that could just be cut. You yep. didn't need her... There's no point. That doesn't make any sense. It, she still call, she willingly calls him and says, meet me at yep. the science lab. So, like, he doesn't need the he's ID. Like, he looks at it, and he's like, aha, uh, yeah, this person I know that you. I know who you are. Yeah. Yeah, but you... You, you, you saw her. You, you chased after today, her. Dork. Yeah. You watched her run down the street, so you know who she is. Now the only thing... Well, I think they did that to make it seem like he was going to kill her when he went to the school. Yep. Because yeah. now she knows who was breaking into his house. I think she. I think he was going to kill her. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was completely unrelated. This town's just full of people willing to murder. <laughs> um, Maybe he was in that frat when he was in school. Oh, he's... <laughs> this is... <laughs> That's exactly why he thought that all of this was okay. Yep. That's why he knew where the perfect photo lab was. Yep. Got to go to the science lab for. Oh, they're in the science lab because the cadavers. Yeah, you got to take pictures with the bodies. That's funny. That is funny. (laughs) Um. Okay. 
<laughs> so she gets out. Um, he gets fired. But the college has gone through too much embarrassment for this. So they're not going to investigate any no. further. Um, she goes to hang out with Jeff. And he says the line that is in every terrible horror movie script that makes me want to die. You're acting crazy. This is real life, not a stupid horror movie. Boom. Worst line in any horror movie that it's in, yep. and it's in a thousand horror movies. We get it. It's very funny because we're watching horror movies. <laughs> yep. yep. I, wish, I, wish, I wish everything did that. I, I bet rom-coms do that, too, where they're like, this isn't some silly romantic comedy that we're in. Let's start watching rom-coms. Let's uh, <laughs> format switch. Format switch. Rom-coms. Yeah. <laughs> Next rom-com. week, join us for 50 First Dates. Uh, sweet Home Alabama. Um, <laughs> so, okay. She looks... We're not doing that. No, we're not doing that. Absolutely. Um, okay. So now there is a Halloween party, and I guess Tony dresses up like Natty Gan. Am I correct? Who is that? Uh, Legend of Natty Gan, the Disney movie. I don't know it. No. Sorry. She might be simply red. Who yeah, knows? I Whatever. Know. It's one of the two. Um, okay. But, but it's Fright Night. It, but it's the culmination of Rush Week. It ends with Fright Night. Honest to God, this is a fucking dope looking party. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, aside from, like, great costuming, great set deck, like, all that shit, the motherfucking dickies are playing their party. With a cool chainsaw guitar. He's got a chainsaw guitar. The lead singer's dressed up as Dracula Devil, as mm-hmm. sa- Satanic Dracula or something. Holy shit. Like, best party ever. Yeah. Like, almost everything is forgiven for me at this moment. <laughs> I was like, oh shit, you got the dickies? Okay, maybe maybe I'm okay with this. Um, all right. So, in this party... Oh, right, sorry. Uh whatever Tony calls the pornographer and sets up a meeting blah, yeah. blah, blah, that thing. we also get this weird ass thing with a, a hearse where they're like unloading something it's another and it, corpse and it goes on forever and it's just like what's the fucking point they're putting it in the punch probably and they're all chanting BDB while they're doing it they're like BDB like chanting like monks like it's so dumb it is but I kind of like the scene <laughs> <laughs> I hate it. I thought the I thought the set deck looked so good, and yeah. I thought that like the whole thing, like the lighting and everything, was pretty dope. I don't know. I don't know. I thought it was fun. I got this cool idea for the wall. We'll paint some vampires <laughs> and some goblins, and then we'll shine some red light on it. So it like, looks, looks like, like blood. Mountains like <laughs> way back, but that, that, that cracked me up. It was, was so stupid. Real bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so <laughs> that had to be an improv line. It had to be. Had to be. <laughs> Jeff grabs the axe from this guy that they have as a sentinel, like, protecting the party. I think he's a pledge. He has to stand still with this axe. Yes. Armor. But he's like, no way. I'm taking this axe because I have to go find (laughs) my girlfriend at the science lab because she's going to get murdered, I guess. So I'm going to dress up like a ghoul to do it. Oh, shit, Dean. Me and you went... What a I'm so embarrassed. We both hit the clearance rack at Spirit. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> this is so stupid. It's mm. so fucking stupid. I didn't even think of how stupid it was until you brought it up. Like, why would they have matching costumes? <laughs> because it makes at it... At first, I thought they were in on it together. Then I was like, oh, it's, it, I was like, holy shit, this is Scream. It's, they, they, no. they copied Scream. I mean, Scream copied them. It's just the most astronomical coincidence <laughs> in the history of coincidences. Why is Jeff even dressed up? Why is Jeff even dressed up? Because it was a party. 
why why did he keep his costume on when he yes. left the party? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, because he's really he's really into. I love not breathing easy, so I wear this rubber mask when I'm trying to save somebody. What dumb dumb? Okay. Uh, Tony makes a call to the police. They're too busy playing with the airplanes, airplanes and, and looking at the butt of another harassing female coworkers, reading porn. They're busy. They're busy. <laughs> um, and uh, so she's reporting a murder, but the cops are like, "Murder." <laughs> this this trope again, which is great. I mean, it, uh, basically like a Simpsons gag. Obviously, you're pranking us because it's BDB Fright Night. Yep. Go no, by. No Click. one. No one could ever get killed. <laughs> no one there. could ever actually get killed when there's a f- no Halloween party. No one could going get on. murdered at a Halloween party at a frat house. <laughs> that would be only a thing that happens every year. Um, but whatever, fine. Okay, so Arnold the pornographer is waiting for Tony at the science building. And so Tony goes to her office to make a phone call, but our killer cuts the phone lines. She's scared by a skeleton, but she's like, oh, oh, phew. It's just the murderer that's here that's waiting to kill me that I set up a... This is this another thing that this movie has a lot of walking scenes. Yeah. Where people like... Or the other girl that got killed, the second um, model, the cowboy girl. Yes. She walks around forever that for no terrible. reason before she gets killed. She walks around for a good two, she three does, minutes. She like, tour of the she science does a, Yeah, she walks around lab. doing nothing for like two or three minutes. Yep. For nothing before getting an axe. It's like, um, okay, could have just showed up just and did. Like, go home. <laughs> and what would have happened if... This movie has a lot of moments where it's like, the killer is only able to kill people... Because he's aided by spectacular incompetence on the part of the victim. Mm-hmm. Um, he's wearing a mask. It's hard to see. All sorts of stuff. He doesn't know where anybody is. These buildings are fucking enormous. Every single time he manages to find somebody, it's because they knock over a giant metal thing. <laughs> like, oh shit, I knocked over a tarantula cage. Whoopsie. Whoa, my killer sense. Activate. <laughs> and then he follows them. Uh, okay. Whatever. But this one of the best shots in the movie really great shot of uh tony she's like in the hallway and she grabs the door handle and we're seeing a long shot down that hall Mm -hmm. and our and arnold walks into the hall just as she opens the door and comes out that was such a beautiful shot that was goddamned gorgeous um and some more, the, more boring. More walkie, 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 yeah, walkie, yeah, yeah. walkie, 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 Also, walkie. I noticed while watching this, the halls in this fucking place are filthy. Yeah. It's that horror movie thing where like walls are always dirty, but like this is a school. Why are yeah. the walls so dirty? I wonder if it was shot at like a shut down or abandoned. Yeah, I don't know. Building. It they, looked. It looked like on purpose. They like, tried to dress up as much as they could, but mm, it could be. We just don't have time to freaking clean the mile long walls here. Could be. Could be. Um, okay, so uh, Arnold gets murdered yep. right here. He so basically, we find out he's not the killer. Oh, or, shit. Or not the killer. And this He's is, probably killed somebody. Uh, honestly, <laughs> look, this guy has probably killed somebody in his life. This is the first sign of blood in the entire movie. He spits out like a little... He gets an axe to the chest. And then he spits out a little mouthful of blood. Um, back at the frat... The head of the other fraternity is getting his revenge for all of It's like, you killed a donkey and threw it in our house? I'm going to trash your bedroom. You fed me a finger? I'm going to throw your books everywhere. 
You murdered my whole family. I'm going <laughs> to knock this glass of water over on your, <laughs> I just peed on your bed. Just peed on Man. Yeah. He really. Revenge. <laughs> yeah. It's a real eye for an eye situation here by being fed a human finger versus knocking over his mattress. <laughs> yeah. But he gets busted by Jeff's friend. Yep. And he says, like, I'm going to take you to Jeff. Yeah. He's like, I saw Jeff leave. Yep. So. So nothing happens. Yep, that's it. We, we just never go back to this guy. Nope. Does um, he get beat up? Does he get... Who knows? Doesn't who cares? Matter. Doesn't this, matter. The whole subplot is pointless. Yep. Um, <laughs> so, Tony's friend sees some incriminating stuff in Jeff's room. And she tries to call Tony, but she can't. Uh, so, she puts messages on all the science lab computers, just <laughs> guessing that she's... Because she did say where she was going. Yep. So... And what Why? phone? What phone number did she get? She picked a piece of paper up off Jeff's room and just like dialed it. But like, I have no idea. Tony's out and about. Like, why would the number to the science lab phone be there? Or this is she, before maybe, cell phones. She wasn't calling Tony's cell phone. Maybe or she was calling her office. Yeah, maybe. Because she does have a. T- she had a phone at her office, and nobody. And that was when she found out the lines were down. Okay. Um, who knows? Sure. Sure. Who cares? Why not? Maybe <laughs> she's got an answering machine. Answering uh, service. She's got an answering service. She's she is fancy. She's doing that <laughs> big article on the on Rush Week, you know, and that's pretty important. Uh, so, ever all the students can't wait to read it. <laughs> Just like everything in a college newspaper. Yeah. Um, so she so she puts that message on the computer. And she sees it. The message says, "Watch got out! A, watch out! Jeff's got a bunch of clippings of murder shit." But not even. Not only that. Instead of that, she's like, "Is this you?" Basically, and so she forces her to type on one of those old timey keyboards. That's like, which you know, as a suspense thing, is pretty great. Like, if you're yep. forced to type on one of those keyboards when you're trying, every to every one stay of them silent. clicks. It does that resonating ding. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh. <laughs> I want to play with one right now. Nostalgic. I yeah. do I do love that sound. I want to hit those keys. Yeah. Um, so, whatever. She says, there's all sorts of clippings about co-ed murders. Watch out for him. Um, so, no new info. Uh, we've seen this all, sh- all this shit before. Yeah. Uh, she sees, the, she hears that the killer's out there. She runs. She opens the door to the hallway, and then Arnold's body falls to the ground because mm-hmm. he was like stuck to the door with something. Yeah, it was I weird. Don't, I don't know what. Um, it was a pretty good shot. Whatever it gives it gives us a little twofer with his death, where it's like he falls down twice, basically. Um, she keeps eluding the killer, but then knocking stuff over. That's that's like the the repeating theme here. Mm-hmm. But this time. It's the tarantula farm. Yeah, that was cool. <laughs> she's hiding, but she's got a tarantula on her, so she can't move or knock it off. Or, I mean, she could. Okay, so then, then we get this really cool shot of of her running down the hall, running towards the camera, and the camera's going back with her as she's running forward to it. Did you notice the rope she was holding? At no. all? Yeah. When she's doing that big run, she's, like, holding a rope. I, I run back and watched it, like, several times, and I can't figure out, like, why that would be. Like, she's running towards a camera. Like, I don't know if, like, she couldn't run fast enough. She was holding that to, like... But that would just make you fall. Like, I can't figure out why she would be holding any kind of rope. And the rope is obviously being towed by the camera rig on the dolly. Like, 
what she was running towards. Oh, I mean, this is probably an aspect ratio thing where, like, you wouldn't, on the VHS, you probably couldn't have seen this. Like, you couldn't see her hand. So it was just, like, they were just trying to keep her at the same distance. Oh, okay. Like, maybe maybe her hand was out of frame. For focus or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just because the, they couldn't focus if she's running and they didn't have, like, a, you know, steady cam or anything. Yeah. Okay. Maybe that. Yeah. I don't know. I want to know why. Just a <laughs> guess. Um, okay. But uh, we get a really great chase here. Yeah, it is really good. Like, and so right now, for the next 10 minutes, we're just we're just running. I mean, we're just running. We're running down the hallways. We're running down uh, the completely improbable elevator part. Um, I ride in elevators a lot, delivering pizzas, and they're slow as f. They are slow. And so, like, all of a sudden, like, <laughs> she started running down the staircase. He got into the elevator, and then he's all like, "Surprise! Yeah. I'm here!" I was like, "Dude, you'd still be on my. Like, you'd, you'd still be like waiting for the damn door to shut." <laughs> I agree. I agree. Um, yeah, even the fastest elevator, she would have beaten him. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, who cares? It was still, the, it's this true. whole chase is great. It's true. Until you start thinking that it's a 75-year-old man. Nah. <laughs> like, there's... It's clear. He's not that old. He was like 50, 60, maybe. Oh, come on. He's, He's an old-ass man. He's an old-ass man. He's, He's a spry. famous character actor from the 50s. I mean, mm. he's probably in his late 60s, early 70s. Um, maybe he... Ju- he- those people still jog. You ever run a road race? There's always those point. oldies running. Yeah, yeah, good point. That's it. He's spry. He might he might be very spry, but he's like <laughs> super athletic when yeah. you see him running. Um, but and which also brings up the fact that this old man pretty much holds his own against Jeff, the big like the six foot four like football player looking like <laughs> guy who broke a Shetland's pony with his neck with his bare hands <laughs> and then threw it. <laughs> overhand through the window of the, the fraternity. That's how I see it happening. <laughs> That's how I'm seeing it out too. <laughs> Take that! <laughs> I'm a goofball! <laughs> <laughs> this is hilarious what I'm doing! <laughs> you just don't get comedy. <laughs> Liberals are killing comedy. <laughs> you can't say anything funny anymore. Um, okay. <laughs> All right. You there? Yep. <laughs> I'm here. Uh, anyway. Uh, okay. So she she goes down into this awesome, really well yeah. lit. like It's like blue and yellow lit boiler room. It is gorgeous. Yep. Like some of the cinematography in this movie it's is great. like A plus. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is one of them. And it's just, it just looks really good. It's a really cool location for the, for the, the fight and everything. It's great. And she, she sees who, you know, she sees a guy in a robe with an ax over his shoulder. And so she clonks him on the head with a fire poker that she got from one of the fireplaces down in the boiler room. Yeah. Sure. But it's Jeff, but it's Jeff. Oopsie. So he's a killer. <gasps> no, I can't believe it was Jeff. He was the killer. Oh no, there's actually there's another two killer. killers. <laughs> yep. And so, this new killer shows up, they have a tussle, and then Jeff wakes up and s- kind of saves the day a couple times, but doesn't quite do it. And then she eventually stabs, <laughs> stabs the, dean the dean through the heart. But again, like you said, he's a spry old man, so yeah. being stabbed through the heart and lungs is not enough no. to stop him. No, 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 no. He falls. Of course, it's he, he falls down. He falls down. 
It's just like Joe Rogan. Yeah. You don't need to worry about stab getting stabbed through the heart and lungs if you're if you're, if you're healthy. Right if you're, you're, you're jogging, jogging, you could just walk that kind of thing off. Uh, take a little bit of a little Sheep bit medicine. of horse dewormer and <laughs> you're gonna fucking walk that shit right off. Um, yes, but he's got a he's got a fire poker ram through him and he's like, "Fuck you, I'm back." But Jeff swings his mighty axe and beheads him. And it's a great decapitation. It is. It looks really cool. Kind of wish we got some splatter, some, you know, Mortal Kombat spray. I agree. Definitely wish there was some of that. It's still good. It's good. Nice slow motion head (laughs) flipping all around in the air. Yeah. No, it's, it was fun. And the, yeah, so you get, you get to see that the masked head get cut off by a body that already has a fire poker in it. It was just, it was, it worked for me. No, I agree. It was fun. Um, but here is... Basically, it's of all the moments in this movie where I've said, what the fuck is going on? The last moment of this movie, I almost flipped the table in front of me. <laughs> I was so blown away by the the gall of the screenwriter to write this ending. It's like, oh, you killed the Dean? Well, I guess it says in the bylaws that you're the Dean now. All right, Jeff, bye. <laughs> I, was there... No, it, it. the thing was, it wasn't the same night, I don't think. Are you sure? I no, think... no, 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 because he, he introduces this. It's a new Dean. Why were the cops there? Because he was just rolling... That he was, They were his escort. They, they weren't cops. That was the campus security. The no. cops that we saw earlier were campus security, too. Here's how I see this. Those are the cops... And they read the bylaws of the school, and it says, if you kill the dean, you become the dean. And so now, by right of combat, he is now the dean. That's not what happened at all. Where are you getting that? (laughs) (laughs) No, that's not what I thought. No, but I mean, they're announcing that he's the dean. No, they're not. That guy that's there talking to him is the new dean. Jeff is the new dean. No, he says, as the new dean... Like, I'm the new Dean. Oh, you're no. still. Yeah, I see where you're confused now. Oh, no. Yeah. I want to believe that Jeff is the Dean. <laughs> I'm sorry to break I need, it to you. I need to watch this again. But, like, both. Like, so Mich- like, as the new Dean, Michelle you're welcome I, to stay here because you 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 guys are good. Like, because they fucking he fooled, dangling participles. Fuck you. Because as the new dean, you're welcome to stay here. As the new basically as the new dean, I heard you guys were animals, but you just seem like very nice gentlemen. That was what it that was what it happened. No. He didn't cut the head off a dean and get made dean. <laughs> crazy. It's great because both Michelle and I thought that he was appointed dean. That's insane to me. I don't get it. <laughs> it should have happened like that though. <laughs> Oh, I love it. Uh, as according to the charter, <laughs> if one decaps the dean. <laughs> oh, that's good. Oh, shit. <laughs> I w- also, I wish most universities ran on Highlander rules. <laughs> like, <laughs> there can be only one dean. and there's He's like, replaced if you behead him. <laughs> there's like 15 deans on campus at the beginning of the year, and they chase each other around with katanas trying to decapitate each other. <laughs> and then and, the, in the hall to the dean's office has all the, the, all, he- the- <laughs> all the heads from prior deans, like, uh, like Return to Oz. Yep. And, uh. Oh no! So and oh, to bring it up, to go back to the um, the clippings. That was like uh, Jeff was researching. He knew the dean was in it because the dean travels a lot. They mentioned that earlier in the movie too. That the dean, right? Tra- they, they mentioned the dean travels out of state a lot. So Jeff has all these clippings because he's 
monitoring other colleges' murders, and he finds out that whenever there's these murders on these colleges, that's when Dean was traveling. That's why he's got all those clippings and everything. Holy shit. Yeah. I missed that. It's a perfect movie. Everything makes sense. Everything falls into place. Except for the fact that I found out that Jeff's not the Dean yeah, because I'm, he killed the Dean. I'm sorry to ruin that for you. That really bums me out because that sorry, was man. the best. I wish I interpreted it like that way, too. <laughs> you know, now I want to go delete this and make that the ending of something that I write. Yeah. <laughs> well, you killed him, so now you're the head of Exxon. It'd be great if it was a completely serious movie, too. <laughs> like, like, no, like there was nothing else. Then that happened. It's a period drama. And exactly. Then right then at you the ended end. it like that. <laughs> now you own the horse farm, Sarah, because you decapitated your father. Uh. Don't go killing any horses and throwing them through windows of frat houses. Because it'll be too hilarious. It's way too funny. Oh, my God. So that's it. Yeah. That was that movie. And, uh... It's weird they picked Almond and not, like, Getty Lee. <laughs> you know, it is. I, there should have been a member of Rush in this. There wasn't, there a, wasn't single a single song Rush from... Reference. There wasn't any mention of Rush. Uh, they didn't even get, uh... The guys from uh, Russell uh, Russell Simmons didn't even show up. Russell Ru- <laughs> Russell Simmons, Russell? who goes by Rush. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they call them Rush and Run. Okay. <laughs> anyway, yeah, that's Rush Week. It was a blast, man. I, I had a fun time with this movie. Yeah, it's uh, it's weird. It is. It's slow. One of the things. So. Aside from all the bad stuff that's in it, there is the one positive is that the f- it is a female protagonist. Mm-hmm. Like she, like this, absolutely, what one thousand percent passes the Bechdel test. Yep. I mean, and it's got a lot of like she is the hero of this story. She, I mean, even though she kind of pisses that down her leg by having a relationship with this fucking monster, <laughs> but. Still, it's kind of it's cool that she's the the protagonist, um, and also she is the only person who has any redeeming qualities in the whole movie. Oh yeah, the two, <laughs> there are two women, the two women, her and her roommate, are the only two people who have any kind of redeeming qualities. Yep, and every other human being who is portrayed in this movie is a terrible person. <laughs> I can't think of anyone else other than those two women. So. I don't know if I would call that necessarily feminist, but it's, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of cool. It's different for the time period. So it's got that going for it. It's got lots of uh, pretty girls too. It does. <laughs> yeah. That'd be funny to piggyback that on what no, you were I, talking no, about. I agree. That, was, that was the humor joke. I saw you, I saw you trying to tame that down to something that wasn't terribly offensive. <laughs> <laughs> because I know that the funnier line is. And there were tits. And there were tits. There, there were boobs everywhere. They just had boobs and they didn't even need boobs. Like the shower scene with the girl talking like, hey, oh, oh yeah, God. I'm going to this thing tonight. I got a date. I'm just going to talk to you while shit. washing my boobs the whole time. That <laughs> could have just been at her desk. <laughs> and my favorite is I do love like that 80s shower thing where they're like, and also I'm taking a shower and she's just soaping her tits. Yeah, and that's, that's all she's it. doing the whole time. <laughs> All there she's gotta, is. She gotta make them super clean. Oh my God, these things are filthy. <laughs> Why have I been dragging them through manure all day? <laughs> the only thing I needed was uh, some Winorski squeaks. <laughs> yeah, that some Winorski squeaks. That scene was insane. <laughs> Loved it. 
Loved it. Yeah, that was just one of those normal times when you hang out in the actual shower fully clothed while your friend is taking a shower. Yep. Totally, totally <laughs> normal stuff. Oh, it's hilarious. Couldn't you just hang out outside the door? Yeah. Nope. Then you wouldn't see the boobs. You wouldn't see the boobs. That's fair. <laughs> boob sprinkles. They just sprinkle them in every 15 minutes. Boob <laughs> sprinkles. Uh, that's about it. Um, what else should we say? We should probably say that you should follow us at the Funbox Monster Podcast. We should say that you should purchase things at CoCityComics.com. You can get a Funbox Monster Podcast t-shirt. Absolutely. Lots of people have them, and everybody they that do. does looks really good. They do. And the people who don't have them look fucking terrible. You guys. Oh, <laughs> you over there. Do you have a shirt? No? You look ridiculous. You look fucking ridiculous. Buy a cool shirt. Buy a cool shirt, everybody. They're printed by Tristan himself. Yeah, I do that. Uh, I gotta go do more of that tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, we gotta print more Video Vagrants t-shirts. Yes. And you should uh, check out the Video Vagrants Facebook group. Uh, lots of fun stuff there. And it's also uh, VH September, uh, which is an annual tradition on Instagram. Doesn't work as well when you say it out loud. Shut up. Uh, it's VH <laughs> September. And... Uh, this year, uh, myself and my buddy Matt Ganey have taken the reins, and we've come up with all the all the themes. And uh, I think we put a pretty great list together uh, for banging it out in one day. We we realized way late that nobody was putting it together this year. Nice. So I, I called up I called up my buddy Matt, and he just said, "I'm son of a bitch, I'm in." And uh, nice. so I came up with the uh, the odd days. He came up with the evens. Uh, we talked in the morning. By night, we had a list, and now nice. lots of people are having fun because it is super fun. It's pretty awesome. I was I was pleased to see all of those things, yeah. and I was disappointed that nobody posted my boyfriend's back for the zombie. Oh, uh, some people did. Oh, did they? I saw it. Yeah, I missed it. Oh, okay. Yeah, good. there were some boyfriend backs today. Excellent. One of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah, it's a great one. And if you are someone who owns the first Covered in Bees album, you'll see that we stole the sample from the <laughs> the movie inside a movie for the song Zombies, which has the bloodthirsty zombies at the <laughs> foot of your bed howling for your flesh. Zombies like the one right there. I can't believe you're still paying the fee for that. Totally paying. I'm paying that. Damn lawsuit. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, believe me. Luckily, we have no label. <laughs> we have no, <laughs> nobody knows what a CD is. Uh, you can't pay someone to listen to original music that wasn't in a commercial, so <laughs> we're fine. Uh, cool. That's it. That's the story. Yeah. We love all of it, and there's a VHS swap this weekend. Oh, there is a VHS swap. Oh, that is not this weekend. Oh. That is September 19th. Is uh, it not September 19th? No. <laughs> And it's at uh, Sunday, September 19th at Bayside Bowl. That sure is a date, is. right? I sure hope so. Yeah, sure. Let's call it that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, come on down to Bayside Bowl from 3 to 6. Admission is free. <laughs> These are evergreen episodes, so that is, that is uh, t- yeah, 2021. Yeah. <laughs> if you're listening to this next year, it's still valid. We'll be there. <laughs> we'll, be, we'll still be there uh, for eternity. Uh, okay, cool. Uh, thank you all for listening, and we're glad you're all still alive and uh, and all that. And uh, we'll see you next week. I'm going to go kill a donkey. <laughs> kill a donkey. It was a shepherd pony.